welcome to the extra yard. This week we're back to preview week 18 of the regular season, which it feels fitting because <laughs> this week we have Jackson on the pod. We're going to just preview a couple of the games that could really impact the playoff scenario here. But it feels fitting because Jackson really didn't like the additional week, right? Something about how you can't be eight and eight anymore. Be nine and eight or eight and nine. Uh, anyway, so it feels really fitting. Um, but Jackson, as you know, the a- AFC wildcard like playoff picture is just crazy because there are so many different outcomes that could happen. Mm-hmm. Really excited to talk about all of those with you. But first, how are you doing this morning? Still a little early. A little tired. Probably not <laughs> as tired as you you are because it's uh. 7 a.m. my time versus 5 a.m. your time, but um, not too bad. Pretty solid. See, it'll be okay because I have coffee, right? But I don't understand how you do it without coffee. Like I uh, absolutely pass out by 9 a.m. if I did not have coffee in my system. I just get an even number of REM cycles. So one and a half hour increments, that's how long a REM cycle is. If you only sleep like six, seven and a half, nine hours, that's going to make you feel so much more refreshed in the morning. Anybody that's listening, you got to start doing it. This is now a like sleep advice podcast. We're not talking about the NFL today. Uh, No, we're going to talk about the NFL. Um, I do feel like I need, we need people to know that this is our second take at doing this whole introduction just because Louis made a accident in the house literally like five seconds in so he's currently in the crate if we hear any puppy whining it is him (laughs) um but let's just get into it okay so the afc i think is a little bit more crazy than the nfc actually it is for sure just because there's a ton of different things here right so we have three teams that have clinched their clinched their division we have the bills and the patriots that have not clinched their division and the Patriots not only could clinch the, their division, but they could technically clinch the one seed. A lot would have to happen, but it is a possibility. So let's just kind of run through those quickly. So we have the Bengals with the AFC North title, the chiefs with the AFC West, the Titans with the AFC South. At this point, it kind of seems like the Titans are going to be that one seed, but there is potential for the chiefs or the Bengals or the Patriots to be that one seed. And as we all know, that one seed is extremely coveted, right? It's the only team that gets a buy. So there's that. Then we technically have the Ravens, the Colts, the Steelers, the Raiders, and the Chargers all like fighting for two wildcard spots. So exciting stuff going on there. Then moving over to the NFC, it seems a little bit more solidified, uh, but there are a couple different things that could go on here. So we have the Packers with that one seed. Congrats, Jackson. I know that you're really happy. <laughs> As a owner and a Packers team owner, it's a pretty good first season at the helm. So I'm pretty happy. They probably wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Yeah, my guidance really helped them there. So they haven't had much success the two years prior to me becoming owner this year. So um, we're really leading them to the promised land. Uh, God, we have the Cowboys. They've won their division. The Bucks have won their division. The Cardinals, the Rams, and the Eagles all have clinched a playoff berth. At this point, it's going to be the Cardinals or the Rams winning the NFC West, right? But we are looking at three potential NFC West teams making the playoffs if San Francisco can win or the Saints lose right so we have the saints and the 49ers vying for that final wild card spot but within this i think there are a couple games that could be really defining okay so i kind of want to preview some of those and then fun little activity where you pick the winner of all of those games that could potentially affect the playoff picture and then we'll have a playoff like Jackson's playoff picture based on who you choose to win. Okay. So let's start with the chargers and the Raiders game, which could have potential to actually mean nothing. Well, they could tie if like, depending on other scenarios earlier in the day, which is kind of fun to look at, I guess, but I, I mean, I highly doubt it gets to that point <laughs> anyway. So 
Let's see. The Chargers are favored. Who do you think wins this game? Let's just start with that, and then let's break it down team by team. I think this game, the Chargers haven't really been that Chargersy this year. You know, they haven't really had one of those games where either it looks like they're going to lose and they win, or they look like they look like they're going to win and they lose. So I think this that's what's going to happen this week. Somehow, out of pure dumb luck, they're going to be down like six with the ball and one minute left. And Justin Herbert's going to have to lead a final drive, and I think he does that. So I have the Chargers winning on a game-winning drive in the final minutes by Justin Herbert. Okay, I'm going to take – I feel like the opposite. I don't know. This game I could see really going either way. I'm leaning – Oh God, I think I'm leaning the Raiders, mm. but I would not be surprised if your scenario happened. I literally would not be surprised at all, but I think the reason I could really see either of these teams winning this is because I think it is ultimately going to come down to quarterback play and really can Carr just like keep up with Herbert. And mm-hmm. if he can, then I think the Raiders have a really good chance to win this. But let's just talk about both teams here. So maybe let's talk about the Raiders first. It looks like Waller is going to play, which is huge for the program. Although, I mean, honestly, since Waller's been out, like Carr's completion percentage to Renfro has been like amazing. So kind of crazy high. But what if you're going to evaluate Derek Carr as a quarterback, what are some of the biggest things that stand out to you? Um, I'd say that with Derek Carr, you got to realize that he's probably not going to carry you to a title. He, but he's also not going to lose you many games. He's pretty good quarterback. I'd say one of those like second tiers of quarterbacks, sort of with the Kirk Cousins of the world where – He's a good quarterback, but he's just not an elite quarterback, you know? So I like Derek Carr. I think this is honestly probably one of those normal outcomes for him being like nine and seven and having a chance at the sneaking in the playoffs as one of the last seeds. But I mean, that's just what he is. He's a good quarterback, but he's not great. And when you're paying a good, but not great quarterback, a pretty solidly high salary, um, there's lower upside for the Super Bowl. So I'm, uh, that, that's my opinion, Derek Carr. Good, but not great. But the fact that you're paying him so much money pretty much really limits your upside in terms of Super Bowl chances. Mm-hmm. I think the comparison with Kirk Cousins makes so much sense, right? And not necessarily like the way in which they play, but just like the scenarios and who they are as quarterbacks. Uh, But so we're talking about Derek Carr right now. I think one of the biggest keys for the Raiders, aside from that, is going to be like, can they run the ball? And can they run the ball well? Because we know that the Chargers run defense is like (laughs) poo-poo. And Josh Jacobs has been running well. So, I mean, if this Raiders offense can be efficient, I, I could see it playing out in their favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about their the de- defensive side of the ball? What what are you thinking is going to happen here? I think both teams are going to play pretty well offensively. So, therefore, I think the defenses are not going to play that well. Um, like you said, Waller is going to be back. So, I have pretty big uh, – I, I have a big affinity for Waller. He's one of my favorite players. And him, Renfro, are going to very much help Derek Carr against that Chargers secondary, which is not bad. They got Derwin James, one of the league's best safeties. And um, I also – so I think think it's going to be more of a shootout than it is going to be a defensive stalemate. So, Mm -hmm. Gosh, there's been a couple games where I thought that this – what it was going to be like not with these teams, uh, but like with other teams. And then it ends up being not that gosh game last weekend where I was like, we really hyped it up on the podcast. Oh, the Cardinals and the Cowboys. And then it ended up being like, not until it kind of was a little bit, but absolutely would expect that from this game. Uh, Let's talk about Justin Herbert a little bit because he's really just fantastic. It's just crazy to see 
I guess how many people have been proven wrong by Justin Herbert and still continue to be proven wrong. Like imagine still having the take that Justin Herbert isn't good. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be dumb or really blind to have that take. Could it be me? But what do you think Justin Herbert does in this game that, because you said you took the Chargers. What do you mm-hmm. think Justin Herbert does in this game that sets him apart from Derek Carr? I think Justin Herbert just has he, – he just has a, a lot more natural arm talent than Derek Carr, which I think through, you know, the first 58 minutes of the game, you can get pretty far with, you know, just an average arm like Derek Carr's. But that last two minutes when you the other defense knows – you're going to be throwing the ball and you got to find some tight windows and you got to make some deep passes. I think that's where Justin Herbert is really starting to get special. Cause uh, I think forget who they're facing, but when he had the 65 yard bomb and uh, on the NGS passing chart, it literally didn't show up on the chart because it was so far, like such insane air yards. Um, I, I think that's where Justin Herbert really sets him apart from not only Derek Carr, but like most of the rest of the league. I mean, he's up there in a class with Mahomes and Josh Allen where just having absolutely rocket arms. But also, I mean, Justin Herbert's gotten a lot more accurate this year. He's always been good under pressure the last two years. And I, I think it, it's, he's just a fun quarterback to watch. So, Yeah, it. Yes. Also, I think that game was against the Giants, that throw. That sounds right, yeah. It's like that checks out, but I don't know. Someone could fact check us. Uh, yeah, no, 100% agree with everything you said. Uh, I think really it's going to – gosh, it'll be a shootout. It'll be fun to watch. Hopefully the Raiders can get some type of run game going here. I think it's something that we don't talk about enough with the whole, you know, like running backs don't matter (laughs) narrative that is absolutely like, I mean, legit, but also, you know, running backs, a running game is slightly necessary. Oh, it's very necessary. Very necessary. So if (laughs) the Raiders can establish the run, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If the Raiders can you know, utilize Josh Jacobs. If Derek Carr can keep up with Herbert, this game could be a really, really, really exciting Sunday night game. And the thing about the running game is that people think, oh, analytics hate running. And, you know, it doesn't love running. Don't get me wrong. But what analytics is, is it's do what you do well. In the case of the Raiders, you know, it's they pass much better than they run. But in short yardage situations, quote, the analytics generally say that running is better than passing. So it's interesting because as we get to a league in which we're going for more fourth and shorts, like fourth and ones, fourth and twos, the running game might get that much more important because it's a little bit more efficient to run in those situations. And that's the other thing about going for more fourth downs is that even if you think the Chargers are the better team, which they probably are, um, going for more fourth downs, which is the right decision. Don't get me wrong. It is 100%. Like, if the numbers say to go for fourth downs, you should go for it. And I think Brandon Staley's done an awesome job at that this year. But it does increase variance. That's the one thing. So when you are the favorite and you're going for those fourth downs, which you should, there is that possibility that, you know, you get – unlucky and you don't get the first down and the Raiders get the ball at the Chargers 45, which is obviously a big swing. So that's the interesting thing with this game, because if the Chargers get lucky with their fourth downs and convert most of them, like they were earlier on this year, I think the Chargers should easily win. But if they get unlucky, like they were against the chiefs and you know, where they only went two for five, and everyone was angry at Staley for not just kicking the field goal and, quote, taking the points. 
then one of those bad variance outcomes could happen where the Raiders end up winning. So I, uh, this game, this game should be very fun. I'm, I'm very excited for it. So you're saying the luck of converting fourth downs is what's going to make this game most exciting. <laughs> yes. I think, I, I think it'll have a big, big <laughs> impact on the final score. Mm-hmm. For the sake of the analytics community, I feel like uh, hopefully the Chargers can convert those fourth downs. <laughs> Very much so. Everyone, all the traditional guys would be very angry at Staley if somehow they lost and part of the reason was the fourth down conversion that they didn't get. I can just see it now. Take the effing points. <laughs> uh, but it'll be fun. Okay. Final a question, a kind of a discussion I want to have is what do you think Waller looks like in this game? I bet he's not classic Waller, like 100%. But I, I still think he's going to make an impact just because I, uh, he's Darren Waller. I mean, he's, he's a good blocker. At the very least, he'll help there. But I think it, it'll be very hard to see him play and not make any sort of impact. Obviously, having knee and back injuries is going to hurt him, so I doubt we'll see like a 100-yard game out of him. But I, I think it'll be very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from a fantasy perspective, <laughs> what are we thinking here? Because your girl is currently down bad in the championship. So it's like two weeks, right? I am currently down 80 points. Goodness. Yeah. It was, it's not good. And you know, what's the most embarrassing part? This is in the all girls league where I lost one game all season. (laughs) And did you only lose like two last year? Yeah. Only lost two last year, won the league this year, (laughs) lost one. And I, it is not looking good for any given week, Jackson, any given week. Oh. But I am currently down a lot. Well, okay, so she has Jabbar Chase, who absolutely <laughs> popped off, right? Anyway, so it would be really nice if Waller could do, like, make up <laughs> some points. Yeah. I mean, he has a chance. But <laughs> not, like, a huge chance. But I mean, he's not going to do what Jamar Chase did, for sure. But. Yeah. Tragic. You do hate to see it. Okay, so this game, basically, whatever team wins, it feels like is going to make the playoffs. Now, it could be a scenario where if they tie, they could both make it. Mm -hmm. But one of these teams will for sure be in. So, going to make that game. Do you think it has potential to be game of the year? Think. I'm trying to think of what the game of the year probably would be so far, not including this. I mean, you got to put the most recent Brown Steelers game in there with. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was phenomenal but, uh, quarterback play. It's totally up there, top three for sure. Let me th- let me think. What would be the game of the year so far? Um. Should we think on it and then come Chargers back? Chargers is pretty good. Yeah, we could come back to it, but hold on. Most recently, Chargers might be up there just because of how exciting that was at the end. Mm-hmm. The first Packers-Vikings game obviously wasn't good from my perspective, but from an entertainment perspective, it was very good with three touchdowns or three go-ahead or tying uh, touchdowns slash field goals in the final two and a half minutes. I feel like, I mean, <laughs> it sucked for me, but like the Seahawks Titans game, like the Titans coming back, I not game of the year, but that was also a great game to probably yeah. watch, especially if you're a Titans fan. For sure. Uh, we brought up Chiefs Ravens week two. Is that one? No, no, I don't think we did. That was also yeah, that, was, that was definitely a good one. Oh, the Bills Titans with the final goal line stand was good. Oh, yes. That was a good one. Lots of good games this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, if if it go, comes down to one of those win-or-go-home games, uh, definitely definitely could be one of the games of the year. 
if it comes down to win or go home and each team scores like 25 plus points, that's yeah, around there. I'm going to just be convinced that NFL is rigged. (laughs) (laughs) Vegas owns the NFL and it's just like that. Vegas is very smart. Okay, so you're taking the Chargers. I'm going to take the Raiders because I want to disagree with you. And (laughs) it just feels like one of those things where I should take the Chargers. I'm not going to. Usually this doesn't play out in my favor. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Okay, moving on. I think there's a couple other games in the AFC we could talk about. And we're just not going to talk about them because I want to give the NFC some love. Uh, let's talk about the San Francisco and Rams game. And I feel like not a lot of people are talking about this game, probably because it doesn't have huge implications on the playoffs as far as like both the Rams and the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs at this point. It really is a matter of who wins the NFC West. I think, which feels like the seeding does feel important to me, right? It, Definitely. It, it yeah, is different. Yeah. If you win the West, then you face um, – you're probably going to face either the Eagles or the Saints potentially if the Rams were to win versus if you lose and the Cardinals win, then you're facing the Buccaneers – or the no, the Cowboys at four. Right. And, and that's not what you want. Imagine – gosh, there is a scenario, right, where the Saints make the playoffs – and if that happens, would they be the worst team ever to make the playoffs? No, no, they would not be, I don't think. I feel like they're really bad, right? I mean, it is unfortunate because their defense is really great, but they don't even have a quarterback. It's not even that they don't have a good quarterback. They literally don't have a quarterback. Okay, if we're doing the stipulation on Ian Book starting, as much as I hate to bash my LinkedIn connection, um then potentially but if they're able to start Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill then I I don't think so I mean I mean you got the 2011 Seahawks with their seven to nine record in there or the sorry hate to see hate to be that guy but um I mean the Saints are a pretty solid team especially if you get Simeon which this is not saying Simeon's a good quarterback by any means He's competent more so than Ian Book. But edit this just so I have the if they get Trevor Simeon, I'm not gonna add the end part and then I'm gonna tell people that you said Trevor Simeon is good quarterback. <laughs> that'll be uh that'll be like the little sound clip you play at the end of this. <laughs> exactly. But no, also more specifically if they get Taysom back, because I don't think Taysom is good, but I think he has enough running ability where if you play him the right way, then you can surprise some teams and win some games. Cause I, I think they're trying to throw it a little bit too much with him because I don't think he's that good at throwing. I think he's better than Ian Book, don't get me wrong. But if you get more of a ground and pounds like sort of read option game going with Taysom, I think they could I think they could do some real damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just another scenario in which we disagree. I mean, I do see the Saints being a good team if they had a quarterback, and I guess that's a big if, like who plays for them. Mm-hmm. If they playoffs, right? I guess we don't know. But if at any point it isn't Simeon or Taysom Hill, then I, I think they have to be up there in the running for being one of the worst playoff teams. Yeah, if we're just going based off of, like, bad teams with, like, a new quarterback, then the 2012 Vikings with Joe Webb have to be up there. <laughs> he was bad. He was not good at all. But, I mean, it is kind of fun that the Falcons could – well, yeah, the Falcons have the opportunity to end the same season, which mm-hmm. I guess you'll pick that game later. So – we're really talking about San Francisco and the Rams right now. <laughs> that was a great transition. Uh, okay, San Francisco is going to be the sixth seed if the Saints don't make the playoffs. So, really, their playoff hopes do depend on that game. Are both these games going on at the same time? They probably are, I'm sure. I would assume so. They normally do it that way. So, we're not going to know. But 
in the San Francisco and Rams week 10 matchup, the 49ers won 31 to 10. So I can really, I don't know. Like I look at this game and I feel like the Rams should be the obvious choice, right? I think ESPN's FBI has like, gosh, gives the Niners a 35% chance to win this game. I'm sure that's probably what they gave them in week 10. (laughs) And we saw how that played out for them, right? I think the bigger question mark is, is Jimmy G playing this weekend? I I think it sounded like he was going to be back. And I think it sounded like if he was going to be back, they were going to start him. But I don't know. Okay. This can create another tangent. Who does San Francisco stick with next season? Moving forward, do they go for advance? 100%. 100%. Yeah, we talked about that last week, but it's always fun to hear your like perspective as well. Yeah, so, no, I think when you invest three first-round picks in a guy, I know Jimmy G's been a solid quarterback. He's been efficient, but similar to – I guess I shouldn't say as similar to Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins because he was one in a Super Bowl. But um, Jimmy G has a very limited ceiling where if you want to win the Super Bowl, you have to have everything all correctly around him. And you might be able to get something of trade value for him this offseason if you really wanted to. So uh, the you got to roll with Lance next season. I mean, he just has so much potential. And another another great arm similar to Herbert where – I mean, it's going to be high variance next year with Trey Lance because maybe he doesn't end up being that great. And, well, that sucks. But there's also the chance that, you know, he is pretty decent on, and on his rookie contract and you're able to get great surplus value for him. So There is that whole conspiracy theory of, like, were Shanahan and the front office not on the same page with Trey Lance? And that could totally play a factor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, sure. of course, a conspiracy theory. It's kind of fun to think about, though, the chaos that could be going on in San Francisco. (laughs) Um, Okay, so San Francisco potentially will be the sixth seed. Really, this game is going to be dependent on what happens in that Saints game. Maybe we should have been talking about the Saints game, but honestly, I didn't want to talk about the Saints and Falcons, so (laughs) we're talking about this game. Who do you think wins this game? I think... This is tough because I also think it's going to be close. I, I think I'm just going to go with the Rams. I think mm-hmm. I think they're too good and they shouldn't lose theoretically, but you never know what's going to happen in the NFL. There's mm-hmm. so much variance, and that's why it's fun. So, I mean, I'm going to pick the Rams, but really don't know. I think this game is fun because both teams are playing for something, right? Like the Rams are playing – to win the NFC West and, you know, get to play the Eagles rather than someone like the Bucks or the Cowboys and San Francisco is playing to make the playoffs. Right. So I think this is going to be a fun, exciting game to watch. And of course we have McFay and Shanahan, which is always fun. Always anyways. So let's just talk about like some of the key, I guess, playmakers in this game. We already highlighted Jimmy G a little bit if he's playing. If Trey Lance plays this game, I don't even know what to expect from San Francisco. I mean, they are – I think no matter who's playing quarterback, they're probably going to run the ball a lot, which is unfortunate because I am playing Debo Samuel in championship this <laughs> weekend. Uh, but would you agree with that? Is that a fair take? Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think – they're probably going to, especially if Trey Lance is playing, then they'll definitely run the ball more than normal. Mm-hmm. And that was what they did really well week 10, if I remember correctly. It wasn't, gosh, yeah, 44 rushing attempts in week 10. between. Decent. Yeah. Decent so kind of, well, I think in comparison to all of the other weeks, he kind of like did go all in per se yeah. in the game, which is – Fun. You love to see, but let's talk about the Rams offense. Let's talk about Matt Stafford a little bit. I know I texted you last weekend because I was in quite the dilemma having to choose between Dak or Matt Stafford for my fantasy team. I was expecting Matt Stafford to have a great game last weekend. And that is not what happened. What is going literally what's going on? I have no clue. Like, 
because he looked so great. And then he was just like, oh, nope, I'm just not going to – I'm going to forget how to play football. But, I mean, he ended up having a solid game after those first couple drives where he had the pick – was it a pick six or pick yeah. almost? Yeah. Um, and he had another pick a couple drives later. He ended up finishing off, led a good drive to win it at the end, which got to be impressed with. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's the whole does the league figure out McVay sort of thing where everyone – where whoever he is at quarterback, whether it's Goff or Stafford, gets less efficient as the year goes on, which I don't know statistically if that's more so described just by um, – be generally being good at the start of the year and then just uh, regressing to the mean. I don't really know, but yeah, whatever it is, Stafford, I mean, I mean, this has also just been who Stafford is. He's been one of those guys that makes the big plays, the plays like, wow, how does he make that throw? And then next drive, he'll have one of the stupidest decisions of all time, which as a Packers fan, you know, wasn't, wasn't bad. I didn't really mind. I, he's, he was never a quarterback I was scared of as a Packers fan, I should say. That's probably the best way to describe it. It's like if he has the ball with a minute and a half left, you don't really want him leading that final drive against your team because he certainly can just because he's, like I said, high variance. But he's he's good, but he's not like elite. And I, I th- But I think that's all the Rams need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was – literally going to ask, is this just who Matt Stafford is? <laughs> and let's not act like he didn't have any help offensively. Like when you have Megatron, Golden Tate for a while, you know, mm-hmm. those are some pretty solid targets. Gosh, I think after the pick six, uh, I was just scrolling on Twitter and my favorite tweet of the day was definitely something about how, like, they could see why Megatron <laughs> retired <laughs> early. <laughs> uh, all that to say, okay, so Matt Stafford, but this offense, I mean, it's worked really for the most part. Mm-hmm. And when you have, like, Cooper Cup, do you think the 49ers, like, slowed down Cooper Cup at all in this game? I I don't think so. I don't think any of their corners are good enough to. And also, McVeigh is smart enough where he puts Cooper Cup in a lot of good situations to get him the ball. So, I, I mean, do I think he'll get the 130 yards to get the receiving record? I don't know. But I think he'll be pretty dang close. I think he's getting over 100. I would love that for him. What – how does that work with like the extra game, right? Is there just an well, asterisk? Does it pre-game? It's record, but yeah. I mean, it's no different than going from 14 to 16 games after the, I don't remember when it was, like 78 season or something like that, 79 season. Or yeah. going from, I think they went from 12 to 14, sometime in the 50s or 60s. And mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, people are going to make a big deal out of it. Oh, it's a really real record. Uh, for the next maybe five years, but then they're going to forget about it and nobody's going to really care. So I would take that bet. I think Cooper Cup does get the 130 yards that he means. Yeah, it's, I, that's one of those where I, I'm not going to bet against him, but I don't, I think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah. Thank I have to, I'd take it under, but gosh, I, I want to say how many yards did they, I think it was like 110 is what I saw. When I was looking at just fantasy when he, they played the 49ers last time, because I thought for sure this was the game that he didn't play very well, like didn't get that many points in, but actually, oh, 122 yards against San Francisco week 10. So could be close. That is like part of the storyline in this game that will also be exciting to see. Uh, how do the 49ers just slow down? Because I do think the Rams have a ton of potential on their offense to, like, really heat up. And, you know, like we've seen it. We've seen this offense play really well. Do you expect that to come out this weekend, or do you expect the 49ers to hold them to 10 points again? 
Yeah. I don't think it would be very hard to do that. But I, yeah, I don't know exactly. But I, I would very strongly bet that they're going to get more than the. <laughs> So what do the Rams need to do to win this game? Um, I think the Rams, Matt Stafford just got to play smart. Got to try and maybe get one pick and be fine. But if he gets more than that, it's going to be very early. Pick slash fumble, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be very hard for them to win because just those Shanahan teams – just because of how good they are running the ball, how that you got so many weapons offensively with Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, uh, they're going to get some points. And if the Rams can just do what the Rams do and throw the ball efficiently, run the ball decently efficiently, I, I think they should. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're taking the Rams, but you think it'll be close? Yes, yes, I do think it'll be close. I think I'm also taking the Rams. I, it, yeah, it'll be close. Any other things that, what are we missing? Is there like a big storyline in this game that we could potentially be missing? Well, something fun. Um, the betting line, the betting line for uh, Cooper Cup's receiving yards prop mm-hmm. is exactly the amount of yards he needs to break the record. So, um, that's kind of fun. I was wondering if Vegas would, would do that, and they did. So they did. Would you have done that if you worked for Vegas? Is that what you have would have set the line as? I don't know what I would do because these things are very complex. But honestly, it I think it's hard because I think you know most people just do the whether or not they think he's going to break it or not, anyways. So that's probably close to what I would do considering my intuition was that it was going to be just about on there. So, but I I would take the under though. Okay. I would take the over. I want him. Cooper cup can represent Washington this weekend. Well, Yakima, Yakima, you know, fun fact, my dad was a wrestler at the same high school Cooper cup went to, and he like still holds records there. Oh, it's very fun. Yeah. It's a plug for my dad. Congrats, dad. It was kind of sick. Uh, okay, so the next thing I want to do with the whatever time we have left is I want you to predict the outcome of the games, and maybe we'll talk about some of them because we didn't talk about them, but they definitely have huge playoff implications as far as seeding. And then we're going to see what the final playoff picture would look like if everything were to happen the way you predict. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So. We're just literally going to go down the line. And I think every game technically could affect the playoffs, except for all of the NFC North games cannot. And then, gosh, I think there was one, maybe Um, NFC Giants in the Washington football team. Oh, who's getting a team name on Uh, February? How exciting. Okay. So Kansas City, Denver. I'm going – Kansas City on this one, just I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to lose this game for him, and I think Denver, whoever they put at quarterback, I don't which I don't know if they're still rolling with Locke. If Bridgewater's hurt because but Locke also had an injury for a little bit last week, I think. But I I think whenever you have a battle between Mahomes and Locke, I think it's pretty safe to pick Mahomes in that one. Fair enough. All right, then we have the Cowboys and the Eagles. <clears throat> This one's sneaky tough because Dallas is the much better team, but the Eagles have the vibes. And I don't know. I think I'm just going to roll with Dallas because I don't think that they should lose. But I think the Eagles keep it close, and I'd maybe pick the Eagles to cover the spread. I don't know what the spread is. I would guess around four and a half for the Cowboys. But um, – I'm going to go with the Cowboys. All right. Then we have the Steelers and the Ravens. Both of these teams technically could clinch a wild card spot, but the chances are very slim because it is so dependent on other games that happen this weekend. 
But who do you think wins this game? Um, I think you got to go. Let's see. Is Lamar playing? I was literally going to ask you, is Lamar playing? <laughs> okay. Well, in reality, I don't think it makes a difference. I think the Ravens are the better quarterback either way. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Pittsburgh does have the better defense for sure because the Ravens are absolutely decimated uh, on that end. But, I don't know. I just really don't like to bet on Big Ben to do anything mm-hmm. and because – I mean, his arm is cooked like a nice 24-hour brisket. So I'm going with the Ravens in this one. Okay. Um, So it looks like, I mean, we'll find out really today or tomorrow if Lamar Jackson practices. He hasn't so far. Basically not a good sign. And I think they also mentioned that just because their playoff hopes lie on, like, Jacksonville upsetting the Colts, I I don't know if they're going to risk it. But you said either Uh I don't want to be that guy, but Colts haven't won in Jacksonville for seven years. So I would maybe take the Jaguars in that game. Well, we're going to talk about that game at some point. So uh, let's see. We have the Bengals and the Browns, which let's see. Baker Mayfield's not playing. Joe Burrow's not playing. Joe Mixon's also not playing. Who do you think wins this game? Well, I think – that obviously if Burrow and Baker are playing, you got to go with the Bengals just because of how good Burrow has been playing recently. But, um, you know, obviously big downgraded quarterback for the Bengals with Brandon Allen playing instead. And But with the Browns, with Baker not playing, you have a big upgrade with Case Keenum. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I, was, what, I was going to bring that up. Like, I don't know – how much of a downgrade it is to go to Casey. Uh, right now, the way Baker's playing, I mean, he's playing just disgustingly bad. Baker Baker should be similar to the Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr tier of quarterbacks, I think. But And he was last year, but it's just this year he forgot how to play quarterback. Um, I think I got the Browns because I think – I just hope Stefanski gets smarter and runs the dang ball, you know. It's like the last two weeks he's been able to run it pretty well and the quarterbacking with Baker has been absolutely disgusting to watch. So you would think he would, you know, use his best run blocking offensive line in the league and one of the best running backs in the league in Nick Chubb versus having his blind quarterback continue to throw it into the defender's hands. But he hasn't so far, so I don't really know what he's going to do there. Like against the Packers two weeks ago, if they just – when 23 formation just ran it every play, they would have won that game. I'm 100% convinced because they were manhandling our D line. But I, I think I got the brown. I texted you. I think I literally texted you. It was like, why the heck did they stop running the ball? Literally, yeah. I don't understand. Like, but. literally, they were running the two minute drill and they were running the ball. And then they started passing and Baker threw an interception. Like, the two minute drill, like, they started at their own 30 or 25 or 30, something like that. And they got, like, three rushes for 25 yards. They had, like, one incomplete pass. And then they got to about the 45 of the Packers or the 50-yard line, and then Baker threw the pick. (laughs) So um, I don't know why he doesn't run it more. I would certainly if I were him. But obviously he's there for a reason, and I'm not. So – uh, I think the Browns do still end up pulling through in this game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was asked you the Packers or the Lions, but then that game doesn't matter, so we're not going to talk about it. Uh, the Titans and the Texans. I'm going the Titans in this game, but I, I think the Texans might keep it a little closer than people expect. Um, not a lot of people are talking about the Titans. Right. Like the fact that they could be the one seed. Analytics Twitter is making a lot of people mad because they're saying, oh, the Titans are the worst one seed since 1983. Oh. According to like DVOA and ESPN's FPI agrees with them, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also do think if the Titans get Derrick Henry, it'll help their offense a, a huge amount. And 
they also had been playing the last couple of weeks similar time frame without AJ Brown, which is a huge difference, obviously. And Julio really hasn't played much. I don't know if Julio's going to come back, if I'm completely honest, but I know AJ Brown is back now and he's been a huge revitalization of their offense. And, you know, if they get all those guys healthy, I mean, this is a pretty good offense. You know, Tannehill, similar. I, I put Tannehill in that similar tier quarterbacks with Carr and Kirk, where, you know, sort of not elite by any means, but especially considering you're not paying Tannehill like as much money as Kirk. Um, well, I guess now his extension kicks in either next year or something like that. But um, I, I think Tannehill, Tannehill can do some damage with those weapons. So. Okay. And then we have the Colts and oh, going on the Titans a little bit though. I will say if I was, I guess I just look at a matchup of them and any other team in the playoffs. And I'm not like super convinced that Tennessee would be the one that would be like, yeah, they're going to win this game. Oh yeah. No, I also agree with that where I don't think they're that great, Mm -hmm. but I, I think they, I wouldn't be shocked if they advanced the AFC championship game, especially if they're the one seed. Because all you got is one home game at that point. So I would love to see Derrick Henry come back. I think mm-hmm. it would just like kind of make my heart a little happy, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The expectations are low. Okay. You bet you like the Colts of the Jaguars. <laughs> Do you would you actually take the Jaguars subset this game? You know, you gotta believe in something. <laughs> and I believe in the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, he knows he hasn't put up that much good film this season so far. And he's got to put up some sort of good performance, you know, to give their their uh, front office brass a little bit more confidence in him. Obviously, they're going to roll with him next year either way, especially hopefully they get him a good uh, offense coordinator, good head coach. But I think Trevor Lawrence, I think he might actually look like the Trevor Lawrence we expected. And uh, that'll make the game closer than uh, most people think from the spread, because I think the spread's like 13 and a half. So the the Colts should win this game. But, you know, sometimes you just got to pick an upset to make it more fun. And this can be my upset, because then if this were to happen and the Steelers losing were to happen, then we'd get that fun scenario where they could tie or the Chargers and Raiders could tie. And whether or not it happens, I've seen some people who are like, you definitely should just kneel it, whatever. And then other people are like, no, that would be disgusting. And somebody's going to be angry in that situation either way, which I feed off of drama. So I think it'd be funny. Is it just here for the chaos? Okay. So you're taking Jacksonville, yeah, which definitely opens it up, right? At that point, you could have both the Chargers and the Raiders. If the Raiders were to win, the Ravens would sneak in in that seventh spot. There would be a lot of chaos going on. So you're taking Jacksonville. Uh, Moving on, we have the Saints and the Falcons. Yeah, I think who are the Saints starting at quarterback right now? (laughs) Who knows? Literally (laughs) no one. I'm not sure. I think it's funny that they reached out to both Philip Rivers and Drew Brees and both were like, no. <laughs> like, why would I do that? Um, is case I'm starting? I actually don't know. I can't see anything. It's, I think Honestly. it's a book. No, Taysom Hill's healthy. Okay. So I think, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to play. I'll pick the Saints. And because the Falcons just aren't that good. They are kind of a bad team. Yeah. You know what? Rec- oh, keep going. Their record's a lot better than they are. Like, they've gotten – somehow, they've gotten lucky in close games this year, which is not something you'd expect from the Falcons. So – Mm-hmm. Uh, you know our team draft how uh, I was like very behind and I literally did it all last weekend yeah. <laughs> I was so surprised at how many times I like earned a point from the Falcons winning 
<laughs> I was not expecting that. Also, but I'm not mad. I don't know why you went week by week when you could have just added up their records from the standings. Yeah. It it was mind numbing. It was honestly kind of therapeutic. So that I guess. Yes. No. And it's one of those things too. Yeah. No. I just probably also wouldn't have been paying attention to like the negative teams and all of that. But I for sure could have done that. It's just yeah. not as fun for me. Like tedious tasks, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also really funny if you look up like Saints starting quarterback week 18 and just scroll through like the first five articles. It's basically like Sean Payne says Taysom Hill is like the quarterback, but they're all different dates, right? So we have like, who is Ian Book? And then yeah. um, Sean Payton, Trevor Simeon will remain Saints starting quarterback. And then Taysom, like Taysom Hill struggles on Saints starting quarterback. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of issues going on there. It's okay. Mm-hmm. They'll have Russell Wilson next season. They just have to surrender now. I don't know how they're going to get the cap to work. No, they're not getting Russell Wilson next season. I'm not manifesting that. Okay, the Jets and the Bills. I think Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback, and the Bills have the better defense and the better weapons. So I think we got to go with the Bills here. I just – and, again, it's similar to uh, the Mahomes-Lock situation. Anytime you're choosing between Josh Allen and Zach Wilson, I'm going to choose between, I'm going to choose Josh Allen. So then we have the Patriots and the Dolphins, which I think is also going to be a good game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first game was very good. Yeah. Who do you think wins this game? I got the Patriots. Um, we have never seen a favored Patriots team lose to the Dolphins at the end of the year to uh, lose some playoff standings. I'm just kidding. This uh, 2019 reference to the miracle in Miami. Um, no, I think I think the Patriots are just the better team. I still don't believe in the Dolphins. I know they had that seven-game win streak, but they were facing teams that just weren't that good during that time. And I think their defense is okay, but I think the Patriots defense is better. And when you have Bill Belichick at that end, I mean, it's hard to bet against that. And Mac Jones. I loved Mac Jones pre-draft. I I uh, actually thought the 49ers should have stayed pat at 12 and taken Mac Jones there. I have tweets to prove it, um, if anybody's wondering. But I uh, – I like Mac Jones. Their offense is good. It's not great, but it's good enough. And their defense is very good. So I'm going with the Patriots. All right. Uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay. We'll go through these six ones pretty quickly. Carolina, Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay. I know their weapons are all hurt or um, not playing anymore. That's, that's a completely different issue. That whole, he said, she said with Antonio. I know. Actually, so one, the crazy thing is there was so many good games going on last weekend. Well, not so many, but I mean, we had the Chiefs and the Bengals game going on, which was a really great game. And then we had the Cardinals and the Cowboys game, which ended up being good, like it ended up being closer, right? And all anyone was talking about was Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that won me the fantasy title in our league, three-peat. Because I ended up winning by 0.26. And um, if and I was facing Antonio Brown, so he probably would have gotten at least one catch in the second half. Yeah. So, anyways, that is a whole crazy thing, right? Of he said, he said, she said. Now, actually, I want to, I was going to save this for later in the podcast, but I guess if you had to take a side, whose side would you be on, right? Like if Antonio Brown's story is accurate, of, he wanted me to play injured. Like I do feel a little sympathetic for him, but also, I mean, his reaction was not necessary. Yeah. Obviously. If, <laughs> um, if Antonio Brown's not lying, obviously you got to be on his side because mm-hmm. like he's literally just coming back from injury said he couldn't play and then is told that he's cut. <laughs> That's uh, 
not what you want as a player. It's not a good atmosphere, not a good environment. And, but it's also, you know, it's obviously hard to believe Antonio Brown just on the surface just because of all of his antics over the years. Mm-hmm. But what he said in his story, like it, it does make sense. Like it checks out because I could 100% see an NFL team saying that. And he also provided other details in his statement mm-hmm. to Adam Schefter that like makes sense logically. And he was coming back from an ankle injury. Yeah, that, like a lot longer to heal than they originally thought was going to happen. So I don't know. I think this is one of those situations where you just got to wait and let it play out. People who have strong opinions on it right now, I think are kind of jumping the gun. So I, th- I think it's one of those, you just got to wait it out. Mm-hmm. It, Cause he broke his silence yesterday, right? Like the statement was released last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see play out. I think either way the take, of you know his reaction wasn't necessary very valid uh but as far as yeah i don't know i haven't really heard anything that would make me think that bruce arians is like a like coach i don't know there's nothing that would really make me be like yeah bruce arians bad (laughs) but who knows we'll see Mm -hmm. a whole yeah a whole thing when i was looking at that news story I was just like oh gosh this is getting messy (laughs) but of course like what within the first hour or so it's people just with the Antonio Brown takes of oh not like yeah okay Seahawks Cardinals I actually have the Seahawks in this one hey it's their Super Bowl (laughs) Super Bowl yes uh I'm still not a huge believer in the Cardinals, honestly. I called them the Fraudinals earlier after the Packers beat them in the season, but um, I think they're I think they're okay. But I I can't see Russell Wilson continuing to play poorly. Well, I guess he played well this past week, but I think I think they'll make it a game, and I I think Russell Wilson does a classic Russell Wilson. Uh, good fourth, like good fourth quarter, because if he were to leave, which, you know, obviously you don't want that to happen, he's not going to want to leave on a bad note. So I, I think I think the Seahawks do enough to overcome the Cardinals in this game. So weird, because within the past, like 48 hours, I've seen stories of like Bobby Wagner not wanting to leave the Seahawks and the coaching staff not expected to change at all next season. Haven't really seen anything about Russ other than the fact that he said that he wants to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gosh, a part of me is thinking like, cause last week Tej and I of course talked about this. Literally we were both like, yes, clean. Everything's going to change for Seattle. You know, like Russ is going to leave the coaches are going to leave or be fired. Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner is probably going to leave. Jamal Adams is going to stay. <laughs> and then like now I'm kind of just like, wait, are they going to keep trying how it is? You know, like, do they look at it as, oh, Russ was injured. The team was a little banged up COVID because they also like Pete Carroll also said it was going to be extra difficult with them because of just like training camp and everything. Like it was difficult. Like, do they make all of these excuses and try again next season? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough because their defense, you can't expect them to get as lucky with points as they have gotten this year because they're not that great, but they haven't led in a ton of points. So you can expect that to regress a little bit. And, but also you can't expect the offense to be as bad as it has been since Russ has been hurt. So I think if they were to run it back, I'd understand it because I would probably temporarily pencil them in as a wild card team. But I, I don't know. I don't have a strong take on the situation just because I think it's very complex. So yeah. I, cause I don't think, I don't think Pete's a bad coach by any stretch of the imagination. And I think Russ is a good quarterback, but I just think, I also don't think you should commit long-term to Pete over Russ. If you have to choose one of those two, just because Pete is 70 or whatever it is. So that is him last season or last off season for four years. 
Oh yeah. Well, oh. it's more if it, if it comes down to a. Oh okay, yeah. Then I would rather roll with Russ. Anyways, uh, remember when I had to name Louie and I asked for like name recommendations and you said like Wags off of like Bobby Wagner? Do you remember? Oh yeah. yeah. That was he right? I'm really happy I didn't go with that because, like, if Bobby does leave the Seahawks, then it just sucks. <laughs> so it's a good thing he's Louie now. But anyways, the playoffs would stand like this if everything plays out how you said. Tennessee would secure that one seed in the AFC. We'd have Kansas City playing the Raiders, and then we'd have the Chargers playing Buffalo and New England playing the Bengals. On the NFC, we'd have Green Bay with the one seed, Philadelphia playing at the Rams, San Francisco playing at Tampa Bay, and then Arizona playing at Dallas. Yeah. It's fun. We'll see. If that happens, I feel like you should get some type of prize that I'm not going to provide. I'll, t- I'll tell you a good job. <laughs> I'll tell you a good job. Um, okay. Moving on, I do want to just head into some final questions, which – Honestly, I think you've already answered some of them. I was going to ask you, like, which team you think has the best chance of getting upset. It sounds like you think the Colts. Uh, okay, this is a fun one. If you were a Pats fan, would you rather play the Bengals or the Bills? In the first round? Yeah, the Bengals. Uh, which team that isn't in playoff contention are you most, like, surprised slash disappointed by? I think it's got to be the Browns because they have a lot of talent. They have coach of the year from last year, won it over the floor. Not angry, but I get it. Um, they have, you know, one of the easily the best running back duo in the game. I mean, they have, in my opinion, Nick Chubb's least top three running back and Kareem Hunt's probably top 15. And Dernis Johnson was pretty solid too, but great offensive line run blocking wise they had at the start of the year, pretty good wide receiver weapons. Baker was theoretically a solid quarterback before he forgot how to play and just tons of talent all over that defense. Just a lot of great athletes, Miles Garrett, Davion Clowney, uh, joke, Jeremiah Owosu. I forget his last name. They're rookie out of Notre Dame. Um, had some good like corners, great secondary theoretically, but, I mean, they just kind of – I'd say they're just easily the most disappointing team in football for me, mm-hmm. having those expectations and not being able to hit it. Yeah. I think you were definitely high on the Browns before the mm-hmm. season started. If I remember from our team draft podcasts correctly. I think another team that would be up there for me would probably be the Ravens. But, gosh, they were um, also just, like, decimated by injury. Prior yeah, wise, I obviously Lamar when he has played hasn't played as well as he should be, but they were in a tough situation. Just yeah. literally their entire secondary and running backs just dying from ACL injuries and Achilles injuries, and various other situations like Lamar being out multiple weeks. I mm-hmm. obviously it's sad that they're not as good as they theoretically should be, but. Uh, that one I can chalk up to injuries. The Browns don't have that excuse. I mean, they've had hey, some. Baker's injured. Well, I, that is true. I mean, Baker's yeah. theoretically playing for an injury, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, they don't. They don't have the same excuse. Not nearly the same magnitude. Which, speaking of Baker's injury, is there anything like that more difficult to like? evaluate a quarterback like how do you evaluate baker mayfield now if you're within that organization you know what i'm saying it's so cool i think you got to use prior year's tape as well but i don't think you zero eight this year's tape by any means like i think i don't think you trade him away for a for like a seventh round pick because i think you roll with him next year because his contract is guaranteed, the fifth-year option is guaranteed. But if you can get a first for him, I mean, I I, I would probably trade him mm-hmm. just because I I was I've been on the don't extend Baker train from the beginning. Like I just thought he was in that Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr tier where you can give him money and you'll be solidly average, but you'll never be that much better than average. 
Um, and this year, most people have come into that camp along with me, but for mainly because he sucked. But yeah, I, I, if you can get a first round pick for him, definitely trade him. If you can get a high second, very strongly consider it. Okay. We're not going to talk about the MVP <laughs> or as Aaron Rodgers referred to it as like the most vaccinated, <laughs> the most vaccinated player. That was actually really funny. I'll give that to him. Um, but I don't want to talk about the offensive player of the year. Who would be your offensive player of the year? This is how we're going to end the podcast. So no pressure or anything. I'm going Jonathan Taylor. I, I think you can go either way on this one again, and I respect either decision. It's really like, do you want, do you want a nice steak or do you want a nice uh, rack of ribs? Like which ones? It just kind of depends on what you like, you know. I personally am a Carson Wentz hater, and I think Jonathan Taylor has very much helped him out this year. Like you know, I, I think he's. I don't want to say the engine of that offense, but he really has been. And their offensive line has been okay, but he's made them look even better with, if you just look at any rush yard, over expectations that Jonathan Taylor is going insane or yards after contact. He has more yards after contact than any other running back has yards this season. So I think Jonathan Taylor, while Cooper Cup is also very important in their offense, I think Jonathan Taylor is a little bit more important and I think he helps other team a little bit more. So, I mean, I, I, you can go either way really, but this is me personally. I, as a Carson Wentz hater, I think I got to go and give Jonathan Taylor more credit. So. So if we're using your analogy, who's the steak and who's the rack of ribs? I'm more of a ribs guy. So uh, I guess that would be Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) wonderful okay well i guess i'm more of a steak girl and that checks out because mine would be cooper cup so mm-hmm. wonderful uh with all that being said uh, thanks for joining us this morning jackson uh it's really a shame we didn't get to talk about like REM sleep more but i'm uh, really happy that works out for you it'll be interesting to see you know how the playoffs picture actually looks compared to what yours ended up being so definitely gonna save it and refer to it later on but thanks for joining us yeah no problem yeah i had a good time like always i say us because it's like joining me no. and louis who i hate that i refer to us as us now you yeah. thanks for joining me he has changed well, my life all like, the great podcasters include their dog in uh, their title so. That is why I got a dog. No, I'm just kidding. Not actually. <laughs>